Not the not the best. How y'all doing? I'm Paul Ryan, your host of the Across the Cowboys podcast. If you're new to oh the show, Lord. thank you for joining us. And to our regular listeners, welcome back. With me, as always, is my co-host, the greatest co-host in the world, Mike the Pig from. Mike, how are you? Good, good, man. I'm I'm ready to talk. Get get back to the old school format. We all know I love every guest. It's a nice breakup, and I like the way people think and everything, but getting back to you know, it's training camp now. And we're, you know, first day of pads was today. And it was really busy at work. I had a catering order and it was busy. So it made the day go by faster. So now I can do this. I have tomorrow off. I, I, I got a bunch of money coming in. So it's it, all in all, I'm, I, I can't be more happy right now. Hey, when that money comes in, that's always a good feeling, Mike. All in the week, too. It's not spread out. So you get it all in this week from yeah. all the different sources that I'm getting it from. And then you just kind of pay everything off, set a bunch of money aside for my trip, and I'm ready to roll. My Cowboys wires deposits finally going to hit, huh? Oh, yeah. Big time. All thanks to all the uh, readers. Appreciate it. And a really good editor. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, Mike, uh, let the people know where they can find you on Twitter, sir. At CD Piglet, guys. Nice and easy. Guys, I'm Paul Ryan. You can find me on Twitter at Paul underscore Ryan 15. Well, Mike, here we are, man. It's just the two of us. It's been a while. We were talking a little bit about that earlier pre-roll. We saw Jordan was in. Jordan was in here at pre-roll. He was ready. Yeah. It's uh, what we, I, you know, I can't thank the guests enough for coming on, man. We had some great guests this year. Man, it was good. A lot of good beef. Jordan was unique, too, because his perspective wasn't so, you know, early season, uh, everything's roses. Right, right. That's true. That, that was a nice perspective. It was definitely, I mean, after going from Marco, who was very confident about the Cowboys to go from Jordan, it was nice to see two Cowboys fans having differing views but still rooting for success, you know? Yeah. It was. It was nice. That uh, it was a fun uh, Cowboys beef year. It was nice. Yeah, it really was. I, I thought. I thought all the series we didn't get to do as many building the Cowboys as I'd like, but I thought the Cowboys crystal ball. Those guests were great, and the Cowboys beef. I mean, we had three first timers on Cowboys beef, so that's always cool. Yeah, that's great, dude. Give them a platform. I love that. And uh, man, Brendan's uh, Brendan, our our guy. Just so smooth for his age. God, he made it look yeah, like really easy. And uh, you felt proud after that. Like, dude, I hope somebody sees this and is like, let's get him going. You know, he, he you could tell he's got something. Absolutely. Yeah. We'll be hearing a little bit more about Brendan, you know, later on. But yeah, I couldn't agree more. Mike, Mike Brendan was awesome. And He's got a bright future ahead if this was, you know, he decides this is what he wants to do. Yep, agreed. Well, guys, I'm Paul Ryan. You can find me on Twitter at Paul underscore Ryan 15. You know, Mike, I was, uh, again, pre-roll, I was talking to you about this this episode. It's not obviously a series or anything, but I remember the first time we were going to be talking training camp, um, and it was 2021 when the Cowboys were going to be on Hard Knocks. And I remember thinking uh, – Man, how can we talk about how can we talk about training camp where nothing's really happened, and how can we put our own spin on it and everything? And I remember I sent you the show sheet, and you responded. You're like, "Man, I'm really excited. This is this is cool." And I was like, "You know, you had never really said that before." And I was like, "I remember asking him like, what is it you're excited about?" And you're like, "Well, we get to put our own spin on it. Like, we get to be creative with it. That's really cool." And I was looking yeah. back, and I was like, "Man, you know." You know, we, we get to come up with our own training camp storylines, but I believe also this was the birth of Mike's views from the sidelines. One word and, you know, one of my personal favorite segments, top five, dude. Yeah, dude, it's 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 cool because we're, we're, we're almost all Cowboys. You know, we talk a lot of Cowboys and, and, and we try to give the, the info we can, but it's nice that we get to add our little flavor with the top fives. Like, I really like this top five because it kind of was, you were able to go everywhere with it. 
So, like, I was bringing things in from all over the place, all drug and sex related. No, it's not. <laughs> That's for Paul. <laughs> serial, serial related. <laughs> serial killer related. Yes. Oh, uh, but yeah, I mean, like, like you said, it's. Uh, but I think we're we're having some uh, some technical difficulties here. Hopefully that'll rectify itself. But yeah, Mike, like you were saying, we get to put our own personal flair and got to show a little bit more of ourselves. This was the episode that really started that off. Yeah, I know. And it's it's just, it's training camp. So like for, for the podcast too, like I'm really happy for the Locked On Cowboys and the A to Z sports and all the ones that uh, love of the Cowboys with Bobby Belt and Brian brought us, all the ones that stayed on every week Locked on Cowboys did it every day still with like, you basically had to make up content, ask Twitter hey Mike, questions. I don't know and, if you can... Are you having trouble hearing me? Paul? I'm going to restart my computer and we'll get back in the studio here in a minute. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Paul. Sorry. Sorry to the audience too. So I wonder if that leaves me on live because it says live, it's still going. So... I'll keep talking to you in case it it we're still on. Jordan, you could let me know. Um, but basically, I I like it because like NFL, like you waited so long to get into real football. And like this is the show that starts off like like we were talking about the first padded practices today. So like um, you know, everybody's gonna overreact uh to Mozzie getting pushed back by by Tyron on a block. And uh, I even put something on Twitter going, hey, man, it's going to be a year, you know, and everybody thought I was overreacting. That play. I'm like, I don't care about that play. I've been saying that forever. Defensive tackles, they don't know NFL strength, you know. So I know we're going through. We're going to have a top five. We're going to have a one word. Oh, look at me all by myself. We're going to have a top five. We're going to have a one word. We're going to start with training camp storylines. And we're kind of going through each of us are picking three storylines. And I'll tell you guys right now that, if you if you know me, if you've been following the show, you know my first storyline already. Like it's going to be about injuries. I am that that's my whole thing. Like my main thing of camp is avoid injuries. We've seen Donovan Wilson uh, go down with a uh, calf strain. He'll probably be out for most of training camp. We've already seen Sam Williams. He's got a strain now. So we don't know how long he's going to be out. That could be anywhere from a couple of weeks to a couple of months, depending on how bad the strain is. So uh, I'm on my first storyline for training camp, uh, Paul, and it was like it always is, injuries. I just want to get through training camp healthy. That's always my number one storyline. And so we're down a couple guys on defense right now, but it's nothing that seems to be serious. Or threatening towards the season um but let's just get through this training camp like i already want to bubble wrap everybody i know we have to get ready we've been pretty bad the first week of the season because we don't prepare ourselves with preseason and everything but man it's terrifying to yeah. see people go down like we have a really good team and if we could just stay healthy we we could be a yeah. contender and you know for the most part i mean uh, you know, knock on wood, of course, but I feel like we, under McCarthy, we've been healthy-ish. You know, maybe we just haven't noticed it that much because of how good of a coach he's been and how good that coaching staff has, has handled it, you know, when we lose key players. But, yeah, I mean, that's a good one, Mike, to, to stay healthy because, we, I mean, we've seen this team without Dak in 2020, how, how that went. and But, of course, we also got a taste of it last year in 2022, you know, with Cooper Rush. But, man, I I can't, I can't imagine Cooper Rush playing more than five games. They um, they have hit. McCarthy's been hit pretty bad with injuries with this quarterback going down twice, his O-line. Uh, he's had cornerbacks, yeah. like two, three cornerbacks out. Um, so I'm hoping to have, like, Eagles had a really nice year injury rise last year. Like, they lost a couple guys for a couple of games. But nothing, uh, yeah, Burrow and, Ram- and Ramsey's like gone, gone. Burrow seems like he'll be all right by the time of the yeah. season. But like Ramsey's right. gone yeah. from December. Yeah. And it's it just, that is my, always my first storyline of everyone that we've done this. 
always injuries. Just stay healthy. Yeah, that's a good one, Mike. You started with number one. I guess I'll go ahead and do the same. Uh, Storyline I, I want to see is, although Zach Martin is out, the offensive line has looked good. That, uh, that's funny. That's, I haven't uh, heard much about the offensive line. No, they've, they've – the depth has struggled, but, I mean, I watched Tyron yeah. get annihilated by Micah Parsons today. Like, our defensive line is going to beat up on yeah. Eagles' offensive line. Eagles' offensive line is elite. Like, it's just how it is. Yeah. You know, they're, everybody's going to struggle with them. So, it'll get our team set up to where no matter who they face, it's like, okay, we've had to deal with that and more. So, I like that. And as far as my my second story is basically the same thing, backup O-line. With Martin and Steele and, uh, out and Tyron limited and stuff, who's going to be the guys rotating where and who um, – you know, who uh, steps up and plays well out of all these young linemen. So we're on the same page there. Yes, sir. All right, moving on to my second storyline, because I was, you know, obviously offensive line was number two for you. Mine is the offensive, the offense has looked more explosive than in years past, Mike. Oh, Brandon Cooks. I mean, that's the guy. Brandon Cooks just adding speed and – Turpin's making some plays. Uh, so, you know, adding guys like that, you already have your CD Lamb. If Gallup's back, you know what you got in him. So you got a bona fide wide receiver one, yeah. and you've got a top shelf wide receiver three if Gallup's back. So now you're talking about just adding things in. Cook, wide receiver two, his speed and playmaking ability. Turpin and Tolbert coming in and making plays. Ferguson as a pass catching tight end, like. Pollard out of the backfield. Pollard out of, the out of the backfield. Man, it, yeah. it's exciting, and it's. I'm excited to see what they do with running backs in the passing game because that's one thing that Kellen Moore just hasn't been a big thing. Uh, he hasn't used it, so yeah. I'm excited to see what McCarthy and Schottenheimer do because both of them have always used running backs in the passing game a lot. Yeah, definitely, Mike. Okay, so what's number three? What's what's your number three storyline for the offense, Mike? My storyline number three is, and we just got into it right now, wide receiver four through six. Turpin, Fihoko, Cropper, that battle. And we know the top three. I mean, just money-wise, we know who the top three are. Um, I believe Turpin will be on the team because he's a kick returner. But I don't know if he's wide receiver four. You know, I don't know if Tolbert or in this new West Coast, more West Coast offense, the bigger, faster Fihoko is going to be the guy that steps up. But um, that battle four through six, I don't know how many they keep, but like Cropper's making a ton of plays too. And it, it, man, it just, it's nice to have that. That depth. I expect that during this season, you'll see Tolbert, Fioco, Turpin, and Cropper all get snaps with the uh, with the first team offense. Depending on letting guys rest, a guy gets a you know a, a calf strain for a couple of weeks, or you know something yeah. like that, pulls a muscle or something, and needs a a few weeks off. I expect all of them to get in the mix and get call ups. The ones that don't make it, that get to practice squad, to get call ups. Uh, a few times this year too. Absolutely, yeah, I like that. I like that a lot because that four through six battle will be interesting because you look at those guys back there; they all offer something different and all things that I mean, the offense could really benefit from. Yeah, it, it's they put together a nice uh, uh, group of guys behind their their bottom three, and it's just about will they. Will they use them? Yeah, exactly. All right, my number three on my list. Jordan, it's not a uh, waste of a spot. If the returners, and we'll I'll, see if he is. Yeah, hopefully, man. I think it's only a matter of time before before Turpin breaks one loose, man. He going to score more than one this year. Yes, sir. All right, number my uh, number three storyline for the offense that I'd like to see here, whatever you'd like to say, 
Dak has been more vocal with his teammates. And what I mean by that is, you know, you always hear the stories about Tom Brady just cussing, being pissed off at his players at, at practice, just in practice, you know, kind of getting in their ear, wanting to be, you know, executing perfection, uh, just being on top of guys, you know, expecting more from women. I'd like to hear, hear Dak doing a little bit more of that. He went after uh, J- uh, Fergie. Fergie ran around uh, wrong route, and he was on his ass. I 100% agree. You know, you you can't always be the nice guy. Got to rip into somebody every once in a while. Agreed. All right, Mike, moving on to the defense. What's your – do you want to start with number three or you want to start with number one again? Are we doing three for offense and three for defense? Yeah, (laughs) was that confusing? No, no. I – um. Injuries, obviously, again, would be my number one. That that works both ways. Okay. So I can have that as my right, first right, one. I, I know the other two, but I'll stick with injuries because I don't mind doing it twice because it's that important. Injuries is the main thing right. for me. Everything else is way, way, way behind staying healthy. Okay. All right, my number one storyline I like to hear out of camp for the defense, Mike. The linebackers have been the best unit in camp. How awesome would that oh, be? Oh man, if that if that happened, if that happened in yeah. camp and and bled into the season, this would be a all time great deep. This would be all time Bears, Legion yeah. of Boom, Ravens. This this yeah, that yeah. defense would be an all timer if the linebackers were the best unit. That's terrifying. Dude, remember how uh, heading into the 2020 season when we were doing like talking about roster cuts and things like that, at one point, the linebacker group you thought was the best on on the defense, man. Do you remember that? Yes, that was, man. We didn't have Micah then. We didn't have so long ago, dude. Exactly. We We basically only had Tank and our corners were what? Did we even have Byron Jones at that? Yeah, I think we had Byron another. Did we? No, we didn't have Byron. No. Bad. We had. Uh, yeah, you're talking about like. Man, I don't remember who Cheeto, our corners were. Cheeto. Cheeto and Jordan Lewis. There. Jordan Lewis and Tank. Jordan Lewis. Man. How don't, crazy Please is don't that, bring dude? up that 2020 defense ever again. <laughs> so bad. I don't even want to think about that. <laughs> Awful. So crazy what could happen in three years, man, with just the simple coaching changes, man. Of course, you know, yeah. we added some really good players, but just the defensive coordinator, really, man. Yeah. That that Dan Quinn's been incredible at, at putting people in the right spot. And uh, I think that kind of leans into my second storyline, and that would be uh, Mozzie. Um, temper expectation. Like I said, I said it all last year with Jordan Davis. I said it before the draft, when Philly drafted him, I try to say like, it's going to take a year. People think that they're going to walk in and be great. Carter, Jalen Carter. Yeah. He, we got a guy that'll replace Hargrave. No, you don't. Not as a rookie that they don't, they don't know what it takes to play NFL caliber strength for 17 weeks even in even in college they play 11 games 12 games but five of those games are against guys they that aren't in their league that they could push around they could get a rest on or or build up their stats my and that's the great thing about bringing back hankins is you got we didn't lose anything we got guys we just added mozzie to go hey you're gonna go in here we're hoping you flash a few times try to build up your consistency. And then in a year, when you get an off season to build, you're used to the NFL strength, then maybe you can replace Hankins. But they kept a great one technique, one of the best in football, and they did it and then added the young guy to build onto that. So I just want people to, people that think he's going to be a six sack and and just stuff every double team and, and dominate – Lower expectations. These kids need a year. That position's hard. They don't. They don't get NFL strength yeah. yet. Well, Mike, the, you know, you say on a lot, and the, no doubt, 
everything you've said is true. So I feel a little bit silly with my number two, but uh, my number two is for the defense storyline. I'd like to hear when Mozzie is in the offense can't run the ball. It's not that it's not possible, but let's have it. If Mozzie and oh yeah, no, no, I'm not saying that at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put a put up put Mozzie at three technique versus good run teams. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just saying, you know, I wanted to hear, you know, your first round pick. You always want to hear good reports. So, uh, you know, that's, that was something I wanted to hear that, you know, not that he's always getting the deck or not that he's tearing up the offensive line, but it's like when the offense tries to run the ball when he's in there, it's it's really hard. I um, I expect that to happen to, to him to be very good at that, and I expect him to be a pretty good pass rusher too. I just expect him to do it better in year two and year three. Which, I mean, look at Osa. Of course, yeah. The jump he made from year one to year two was mind-blowing. It's crazy. Yeah. I have it in my notes. I'm doing an article. Absolutely. It's consistent of that right now. Okay, we'll look forward to that. All right, Mike, what's number three storyline on your on for the defense? My third storyline, I, I think, is – man, it's tough. I did a D-line one, so let's go a defensive backs one. The the okay, so we know the main three guys: Bland, uh, uh, Gilmore, and um, Diggs. Newly paid Diggs. My storyline will be who pushes beyond that. Uh, I heard Kelvin Joseph, in the obs- uh, absence of I- uh, Izzy, has been playing that corner safety up uh, on the tight ends type linebacker role. How's he doing that? How's yeah. Eric Scott on the outside? Um, uh, how does bland work if he goes from inside to outside and who goes inside in that situation? Do we have another slot guy, you know? So just that depth with, uh, Donovan Wilson and Izzy now out who, um, who steps up to, uh, to be the depth behind the guys that we know are going to be the guys that get most of the snaps. Man, hearing them give Joseph that responsibility of playing safety, playing, you know, playing a personal position, that that's intriguing. They're they're trying to find a spot for him because they know yeah. Eric Scott is gonna be hard to keep if you don't if you cut him. You know, um you obviously you can't cut the top three guys. Uh do you wanna keep Jordan Lewis? You know, he's on the pup. You kind of want that veteran. Once he's up and ready to go, I mean, he can play pretty much all three spots. He knows the defense. He's been there. He could teach. Like, you don't want to cut him, and, and it's one more year, like $4 million. You know, so yeah, they're trying to move him around so he finds a spot. Giving him every chance to, to, win, a, to win a position or win a spot. On yes, the team. exactly. Well, you know, I mean – you. Factoring in draft capital and just not ever rooting for anybody to fail. I hope he can win a spot, man. I really do. Me too. He's a good special teams player, but if he can be a defender, like if he can help on defense, now he becomes a excellent second round pick. Where if he's just a special teams player, yeah. you're like, could have got that in the fifth, sixth round. Yeah, very true. All right, Mike, I don't know if we're on the same wavelength or not, but my my number three storyline for the defense, I'd like to hear coming out of camp. The secondary is as deep as it's ever been. Yeah, boy, you got that one. You, I mean, they got Tyler Coyle and, um, God, I'm going to forget, forget this kid's name. Not Bell and not Coyle, but there's another safety that I was just watching stuff on from training camp, and he's a bigger-bodied guy. And I'm forgetting his name, but the team really likes him. And he's uh, he's in there playing well. And just and that's the guys that are like, okay, those are guaranteed practice squad when uh, when all of our guys are healthy, right. you know. And they're up there yeah. and playing well for Dan Quinn. So the the DBs are disgustingly deep. Like it's gross. I like to hear that, man. I really do. Okay, so let's let's move along here. Uh, let's go back to the offense, Mike. Uh, who on offense do you want to see have a good camp? Well, let's and, okay, go. Let me preface it by saying, uh, 
Well, yeah, I was going to say, uh, when I sent the show sheet, I added that we can't pick Dak, Tyler, C.D. Lamb, or Michael Gallup. So, excuse me for my Mine would have been, well, let's go regardless, because I want him to be the sixth O-lineman. I want him to be that guy. Yeah. Uh, if Tyron has to miss a game or, or gets hurt during a game, just throw him at left tackle and play well enough to where we don't have to shift our line around, you know? Uh, if if they're set on playing Tyler at left tackle, then hopefully Willetsko can get it at, at left guard. Uh, I just – I love his length and his size. I think um, he looked good even with one arm last year, and, and I expect him to be a really good offensive lineman. So that's the guy I want to have a great camp. I like that one, man. For me, I went with your guy, Mike, and I went with Tyler Biotish. Reason being is – you know, last year he was invited to the Pro Bowl. Say what you will about that, but he was invited. You know, we've seen Biotis continue to develop and improve his game every season since he's been in the league. But yet I still don't think we've seen his best. If he is Travis, Travis Frederick Light, then, you know, our offensive line can return to its dominant ways, Mike. Oh, yeah. If the center if the center could be great and help that left guard, can't ask for anything more. Because you know the right side, if healthy, is going to be good. You know Tyron and Tyler should be good if they're healthy. What's up, Matthew? This, so, this, uh, is, my go- this yeah. is my guy Prescott. He's he's the Kobe fan I'm always talking about. Oh, nice. Kobe. Dude, I've known this guy since I was in seventh grade. This is my guy. That's awesome. I don't know how he put up with you that long. <laughs> hey, you and me both, sir. All right, same question, Michael, for the defense. Who, who on defense do we want to see have a good camp? And again, uh, I'll preface it by saying we we cannot pick Sam Williams, Damone Clark, Deron Bland, or of course the obvious Michael Parsons. Yeah, I think Damone Clark would have been the pick if he was available. Exactly. But yeah. In, in, yeah. In the same vein that you thought about Tyler Biotis, you're like, well, he's probably the weak link if everyone's healthy. If he's great, then well, that's Osa for me. Uh, I have no doubt what Hankins is going to be. I have no doubt what Tank's going to be. And I have no doubt what Mike is going to be. If Osa is a great three technique, it's over with. You you might as well forget it. This defensive line will be unblockable. And so I want Osa to be the guy on defense. Oh, man, I like it. I like it. For me, Mike, I went a different direction here. I'm going with Mr. Jabril Cox. You know, he'd be a perfect complement to LVE and Damone Clark. And if he can display his skills in camp and be consistent, he could add depth and versatility to a unit that uh, our defense really needs the most now. Well, imagine Donovan Wilson, you know, has to miss a week or two. Maybe the thing's worse. And Curse kind of moves out to the Donovan Wilson role, let's just say. Jabril Cox, if he's balling, could come in and play that Curse hybrid linebacker only be an actual linebacker you know him and overtone overshone have that kind of ability if they're playing uh up to what they're capable so yeah i I love that one that would be amazing yeah i really would like to see i know he apparently uh i know it's the first week i heard some good reports about him and hopefully he can be consistent he's been excellent a couple of red zone stop uh before training camp started and he had a couple of uh plays in coverage in training camp as well so and that's what he's there for his main skill was uh coverage linebackers so if he could do that he could find his way on the field yes sir all right who who on defense needs to have a good camp not who do you want to see but who needs to have a good camp it's got to be neville gallimore right i mean oh yes, how's sir, yes, where's sir. he fit where where does he fit? Honestly, I mean that that's an easy one. We have so many good defensive tackles or young defensive tackles, and he's going on his last year. And it's like, why risk Fihoko or Golston to a cut? Yeah. If you could just cut him and go, all right. Well, he's got one year left. If he goes somewhere and balls out, you got to pay him anyway. So you know, I'm I'm. Right. You know, he, he's got to be great to make this team. 
Yeah, same for me, Mike. I wrote down Neville Gallimore. And, you know, we've seen what he can do when he's healthy. In 2021, after returning from injury, he made an immediate impact. However, playing on a loaded defensive uh, loaded defensive line, only to be forgotten and discussed as a cut candidate in 2022, his ability to stop the run and rush the passer is what we need from our DTs. And I know he's better. he's a better player than what we saw in 2022, but like you said, man, I mean, He's on his last leg where if he doesn't have a good camp, I'd rather I'd much rather cut him than a guy like Fuhoku or or um I forget what the other person Charleston. I agree one hundred percent. That that one's an easy one. Yeah. Okay, switching to the offense. Who who on offense needs to have a good camp? I'm going with Gallup. Um I look at the um I look at this offense and if I want this offense to be a top offense of the league where it's not just all right we win by our defense and our offense isn't great but they do enough to win but if we want to be able to win yeah. with our offense on a day that the defense just doesn't have it we need Gallup to be a top 5 wide receiver 3 and you got what Tyler Boyd you got um, Jackson Smith and Jigba. You got uh, man, who after that? You know, wide receiver threes is not a lot. So he needs to be that guy that jumps out. He needs to be somewhere near 2019 Gallup. And if he does that, his his position is secure either way. But if he does that, our offense is going to be really tough. Yeah, I like that one. That's an interesting pick for me. Hey, Mike, I'm sticking with receiver here. I went with Simi Fahoku. You know, we've been waiting on Simi to show us something, and, and whether it's injuries or something else, we're still waiting to see it. Simi already has a drop ball that led to an interception in camp, but with uh, Moreno proper, Jalen Tolbert, and Kabate Turpin making noise at camp, Fahoku could be fighting for a roster sponsor. I think he is. I think, uh, I think right now if you made me take one of those guys out, I'd probably say, all right, Simi, we're going to, you know, if somebody picks you up, somebody picks you up. We got to live with it. Yeah. I mean, we just haven't seen anything enough to warn him. Really, I mean, you know, competing for a bench spot, yeah, but definitely not, I don't know, having that much of a meaningful role. He's got speed. He's got size. He's had some good camps, but he's never been able to put it together to look like a wide receiver you want to play on NFL Sundays. Exactly. Okay, Mikey, looking at this Cowboys squad, man, we've got good players, but is there a player who, you know, we'll call him a fraud, but when I say fraud, you know, that maybe benefited from injury, volume, or scheme that that you need to see more from? My fraud guy is Josh Ball, and I think a lot of it is he he got to play due to injury, and um, and he just – hasn't been that good but he got time on the field and then they said you know they're going to try to move him to guard they really want to find a spot for him you know they want to give up on the pick but I just feel like he's a fraud that that he only really got time because we were decimated by injury and I just don't see him you know being a guy that that's going to make this team I hear you Mike you know you might be surprised by my guy and it's nothing against this player, but for me, I'm going with Cooper Rush, and I'm thankful to have Rush have a backup like Rush. And if not Rush, you know, not for Rush, last year could have gone a totally different direction after Dak got injured. Uh, that being said, I, I don't view Rush as a premier backup or someone who could play a full season if need be. I'm not trying to take anything away from Rush, but when you look at the teams he played and when Dallas was fortunate to have Dak get injured when he did, not to mention the defense playing lights out against those same teams. In the five games he played, he only threw five touchdowns. I'd like to see a little bit more from Rush. You know, we we signed him to another deal, but like let's just say in the next draft, I wouldn't want the Cowboys to say, "Oh, we've got Rush. We don't need to bring in another guy." Like, if there's somebody to think that could be better, I'd like for them to pursue it. I agree. I I think in a in if you took Cooper Rush and Will Greer off these teams and put them on another team, I think Will Greer beats them out. But Cooper Rush has won a lot of games for us. He just doesn't do it flashy. Yeah, he's like, I'm, he basically right. says, "I'm going to try not to to lose the game for you, and exactly. go from there." Yeah. You know, so yeah, I'm with you. That definitely 
people that think he could start and you know, oh, he was four and one. No. Yeah, because I mean, you, you look at some of the quarterbacks that still have jobs like an Andy Dalton, the Davis Mills, and stuff. I, I don't recall ever hearing anybody pursuing Cooper Rush as for a starting position in the offseason. No, and, and I thought he might get one. I thought he might get a little 10 to 15 mil payday to be a a vet stop to a rookie or go somewhere like that yeah, and maybe yeah. get a stop pick. But every, everybody saw this was – they're not stupid. The defense carried those teams. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Mike, which player on the Cowboys is being overlooked right now? Jonathan Hankins. Incredible from what we talked about storyline wise, Mozzie Smith yeah. is probably going to need a year to be consistently good. He'll flash, he'll make some plays, he'll be bad some games. Hankins is a top five one technique in this league. He has been for a real long time. He's just hard to move, and so when you get in there against the Niners and the Eagles and those teams with the bigger bully offensive lines, Hankins is going to be so key. Like, I see him playing a lot of Mozzie with Hankins, where they're really two big, beefy yeah. run stoppers. But, right. you know, everybody's on the Mozzie train because he was a first-round pick, but he was really a late first-round pick. It's not a top-10 guy. You know, Jordan Davis barely played last year for the same reason. It's just hard. So, you know, Hankins is being overlooked. That was a key re-signing by, by Dallas. I like that one, Mike. You know, I'm not sure if this if this player qualifies for being overlooked, but I added him there anyway. I'm going with Kavante Turpin. You know, we've heard all the reports about it. Tur- uh, Turpin has been uh, added another wrinkle to this offense, and even C.D. Lamb was saying that the coaches need to find a way to get this, you know, get the ball in his hands more. Man, just that, again, speed, speed, speed. If we can find a way to get Turpin more opportunities, man, this offense could really, really be fun. Yeah, I, I would love to set something up with him. And he's he's not just running gadget plays. He's done some. He's make he's made our defense look silly a couple times in training camp, but it's not just gadget plays. Like he he needs to go out and be a slot receiver five to seven yeah. times, you know, and just let him let him be a threat out there. He, he's you put cooks uh uh on the outside. And then Lamb and him on one side, and you you drive defensive coordinators insane. You just do because what are you going to do? You're not going to shade Cooks's side over there, okay? Well, if you put the safety off that way, now what are you going to do with two burners, you know, and two guys that can play slot or beat you deep? So yeah, I like the idea of him getting uh, getting five to seven plays get him snaps a game at wide receiver. Just, I mean, if he could find a way to put Lamb, Cooks, Turpin, and Deuce Vaughn on the field just to make the defense be like, what the hell are these guys doing? Waste a timeout or make them guess. I mean, you could just have, you know, give yourself so many advantages. The, the fake handoff to Turpin, fake wide receiver screen outside the Lamb, then back to a screen to Deuce Vaughn. Nasty. That could be a nasty play. You're welcome, uh, Brian Schottenheimer, Mike McCarthy. Do it. <laughs> yes, sir. All right, Mike. You know, this is an interesting season for Mike McCarthy. How, how important is this camp for Mike, do you think? I, I don't think the camp's very important. Uh, he, he won 12 games last the year before. He won 13 last year with the playoff game. Won the first road playoff game. He just kind of has to get in rhythm of being the play caller, get in rhythm with Dak Prescott. But it's going to honestly come down to what happens in the playoffs. So, you know, as long as he makes the playoffs, is competitive for the division in the one seed. And then, you know, it'll come down basically to how they look in the playoffs, honestly, for McCarthy. Yeah, I agree with you, Mike. Uh, you know, this being this his first offseason without Kellen Moore, you know, they – Jerry and Steven, they part ways with, with Kellen and give him a chance to run the offense. I think it's, you know, like you said, camp's not, not that important, but you look at the moves that have been made throughout the years, I think Jerry and Steven have showed that they have faith in McCarthy. They want him to be the guy. But like you said, it's, it's the playoffs are what, what matter most. 
yeah, it's it, it, this team honestly is a is there's no doubt if healthy they should be in the playoffs and uh, and it's gonna go from there. That's when that's when everything is gonna start to ramp up for this team, for the coaches, for the quarterback, everything. It's gonna be all about their playoffs. Yes, sir. All right, Mike. Here we are with your views from the sidelines. Uh, you know, working for Cowboys Wire, the, the the people that you know associated with the Cowboys. I'm curious. Do you have any maybe, uh, excuse me, storylines or, or news that, that hasn't maybe hit Twitter or public yet that you can share with us about got players in Cowboys camp or anything? I got two things. One is uh, look for Crosby to be the kicker, the old Green Bay kicker. If if uh, the USFL oh, okay. guy crops the bed, I don't think the uh, Vizcaino's yeah. even really in it. He's more of a camp body. It's going to be between the kid from the USFL and if he can't do it, like Garibay couldn't last year, Crosby will be the maher. Yeah. And then the other is that um, this front office and this team truly believes that it is the most talented team, if healthy, in all of football. Most talent across the board, depth, starting, you know, everything. And a lot of it's going to come down to can Dak, Tyron, Micah stay healthy? Mm. Wow, that's interesting. Who said that again? Don't worry about it. Somebody. (laughs) Tell me offline. How about that? Yeah, I will for sure. All right. This is my guy Prescott. He wanted to share something, uh, Mike. Man, Jabril Cox, Damone Clark, Eric Scott, DeMar, DeMar, DeMarvion Overshone, et cetera, are all young, somewhat unproven and unknown, unproven quantities who are brimming with talent that have tapped into even just a little bit at all. I agree with you. I couldn't agree more with you, Prescott. You're absolutely right, my friend. Uh, of those players on their cops, Damone Clark, Scott, and Overshone, who are you most excited to see this season? Damone Clark. I've I've said from the beginning, and Kyle Yeomans tweeted it yesterday or this morning. Uh, I expect him. He expects uh, Damone Clark to make the Pro Bowl, and I expect Damone Clark to be. People who watch tape and stuff will will yeah. know that Damone Clark is is linebacker one by the end of the year, even if he's not the linebacker one when when people line up with only line one linebacker. Or, if LVE is getting the starts over him, people will know like, oh, no, Damone Clark is the guy on this team. Mm, okay, I like it. All right, Mike, here we are with one word, our first one word in months. Um, the first week of practice with pads on is blank. Different. The word is different. It's just like it. you don't get to like really that. see offensive, defensive lines, corner, you don't really get any of that until the pads are on and you could really yeah. make contact with people. So different is the word. Yeah. How fast is Brandon Cooks with the pads on? You know what I mean? Did you see, did you see his catch today reach? Like he's not just fast. That's what's amazing about him. Every route, you name the route. He knows how to run it. He knows the defense's coverages. 90% of the time walking up to the line. He has yeah. great hands. He just – he puts up numbers with – with even if – say you hate Dak Prescott and you think he's – there's 15 quarterbacks better than him. Brandon Cooks puts up numbers with Davis Mills and stuff. So, you know Dak – even the yep. biggest haters of Dak Prescott know he's a better quarterback than Davis Mills and, 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 and guys of that ilk. And so – like, it's just going to be he, – he's going to be so good this year. Jesus. Man, I just can't think – thinking about Lamb, Cooks, and Gallup all lined up, and you're probably your worst corner covering Gallup. I mean, Dak's going to see that. It's already been stated that he's looking for the long ball. It's just making Gallup return to form, dude. Scary. Scary. And, and the thing is, is imagine you use – Lamb and Cooks to clear out. And now you gotta you got Gallup, who's your 50-50 guy that people are gonna expect to go deep and play off him, running the crossers underneath. Eight yards. Nobody around him. 
Eight yards, take it to 12 before you're tackled. Like, yeah, this this offense is just not the same as last year when Noah Brown and Dennis Houston were battling for wide receiver two. My goodness, my goodness. All right, back to the one word. Uh, one word being the first week of practice with pads on is, Mike, I kept it simple kind of like you did. I said exciting. Yep, it is. It, it's why we start the show the way we start the show. First padded practice, first training camp podcast, and there's a reason for it. It, it yes, is sir. exciting. It, it gets you ready. Yes, sir. All right, Mike, here we are. Uh, we will be talking about top five soon, but before I do that, Mike, we have an announcement to make. You know, our I don't know what this is, by the way. You do know what it is, but you didn't know I was going to announce it tonight. Okay. Okay. But, uh, you know, we've tried adding Nick Herrera. Shout out to Nick Herrera. We tried adding him to the team, only to be heartbroken by him. We tried. We added LP Crew successfully, but he broke our hearts as well, and he left the team. You mentioned his name earlier, Mike. This, You know, it's always nice to have some youth. It's always nice to have some new voices. There's a lot of Cowboys fans out there, a lot of people who – who have a voice and it deserves to be heard. We were very fortunate enough to work with this guy. And he was that good that, you know, when I found out that he wanted to create content that he was going to do his own pod, I was like, hey, you know, I'm not trying to stop you from making your own pod, but if you're interested, you can come, you know, work with us and still do your own thing if you want. And, you know, he, uh, we talked a little bit and he was actually honored to, to join our pod, Mike. I mean, I think that says a lot too. I feel like, our reach might be bigger than what even you or I both know, but I'm excited to announce, man. I'm I'm excited. I'm intrigued. I can't wait to see what this guy can do because I, I have a feeling he's going to be great, like you said earlier. But Mr. Brendan Brendan Smith will be joining the pod as a, a part of the Across the Cowboys member, sir. Uh, I'm extremely excited that you could feel it when we had him on. You could tell he was different. You know, he had that youthful enthusiasm, wow. but he was he he knew he knew what he was doing, and you could tell like his confidence. Um, and even though when he talked to us, he let us know that yeah, maybe not so much. When he got on the pod and live came on, he he was there, he, and and you knew you could feel the electricity. So that's a hell of a get for us. And now we just have to see how long before he tries to break our heart. <laughs> yeah, until he moves on to greener pastures. Am I right, Mike? Yeah, he's going to go. Uh, Nick Carrera, LP Cruz, and Brendan are going to start a uh, show away from uh, the Across the Cowboys pod is what it's going to be called. <laughs> the, how funny would that be? <laughs> that would be? I'd be mad. I'd be like, I better be a guest like once a month, man, on this shit. I swear to God. Yeah. Okay. So Mike, before we get to top five, I want to show my boy Prescott some love because he, uh, you know, he never really, I don't know how long, how often he tunes in live, but he listens to every audio episode, but going, uh, continuing on with his first comment about Jabril Clark, Jabril Cox and everybody, he also added, um, stand to potentially take what's already an elite defensive unit into the upper stratosphere, rarefied air that is home to the all-time greats outside of potentially Damone Clark. We're not necessarily banking on any of their production per se, a bit like found money. I like that. Um, I agree with yeah. the monk Clark pick. Layton has been raving about his incredible growth in such a short period of time. Um, I'm sticking to my guns on the spicy take, and I generally have a reasonably high degree of confidence that will that this will ultimately come to fruition. And then uh, fingers crossed the Dallas Cowboys will finish this year with 3,000-yard receivers, becoming only the sixth team in NFL history to do so. And the first since the 2008 Arizona Cardinals. Dude, if Matt ever decided to create content, I'd immediately want to add him to the team because I wanted to, I, I meant to add, invite him onto the pod as a Cowboys beef guest, but we kind of, you know, time got away from us. But he's going to definitely be on the, on, the, on the show as a guest if he, if he, you know, chooses to share his precious time with us. Yeah, that would I think be, you uh, got, you, that would be nice. You Are you trying to get rid of me, sir? You uh, you can't have all these no. people on. I talk eighty percent of the time, so having more people on, they they're just cutting into your twenty percent. You're you're stuck with me until you leave, Mike. 
I'm not going anywhere. Well, I mean, all right, let's get it. You know, at some point, it's gonna oh, happen. Lord. Don't let's not even discuss that, Mike. That will be a sad day, sir. Top, all right, here top, we are five. top five. <laughs> yes, sir. Top five favorite combinations, duos. Uh, just for the audience here, it can be. We decided it can be food related, people's, actors related, or anything in between. This was especially uh, specifically for Mike, though. Please, no sexual or drug references. <laughs> Mitchell did one. He had serial killers in there. It was. I was like, I'm not taking any of your of your advice on any of yours. They're horrible. All right, Mike. Start us off with number five. What's your favorite combination and/or duo? Okay, so. Alcohol, people, I, I do not do heavy drugs. So when I say Jack and Coke, means Jack Daniels oh. and Coca-Cola. Coke Zero for me now because, you know, the sugar. Yeah. But, yeah, Jack and Coke. Some people listen to that and be like, not me. I don't care how much I rub my nose. I do not do that. My nose just itches. No nose beers for Mike, ladies and gentlemen. I like that one, though, Jack and Coke, man. That's Shout out to my cousin Price, who, uh, have you ever had whiskey and root beer? Oh, yeah. Take, tell them, take whiskey. That's an elite combo, dude. Whiskey, root beer, a vanilla bean paste, some ice, and a good pinch of kosher salt, and blend it in a blender, and then thank me later. Oh, wow. Okay, interesting. Elite. All right, Mike, number five on my list. Yeah, I'll have to. I'll have to remember that. Uh, fried chicken and pickled jalapenos. It has to be pickled because you have to pour the juice on the skin and then take that bite. Man, you talk about a fresh fried chicken out of the fryer, dude, and then that pepper. Such an amazing, amazing combination, dude. Have you? I assume you've had it, but based on you shaking your head. Of course, and though actually the way I do it's a little bit different. I will do grilled chicken. And then fry pickled jalapenos and put them on a grilled chicken sandwich. Uh, a li- little bit less oh, bready because, yeah, it's good stuff. Now, if you just want to double fry or just use the pickled jalapenos on the fried, that works too. All are deadly. Yeah. A shout out to my Nana, though, RP. She's the one who introduced me to the uh, pickled jalapeno and fried chicken. And after I had it that first time, I can't have fried chicken without it. Pickle um, some Fresnos and try it like that. Mm. It's good. Yeah, I'll have, to, I'll have to do that. I'll have to remember that, Mike. Okay, moving on to number four on my list. This is a this is something I haven't had in a long time. But, man, it was something I had a lot of, and maybe I, you know, maybe I took advantage of it while I had it. But the homies and dominoes. And what I mean dominoes is the game dominoes, playing dominoes, but me and my friends sitting around playing dominoes. That's one of my favorite combinations. Gotcha, gotcha. Because I was like, listen to music, drinking beers. <laughs> I was like, Mr. Worst Pizza strikes again. I'm all, of all places, dominoes, your duo? But yes, dominoes. I wonder what my, my game would be poker. Oh. If I had that, if I okay. had that on the list, my yeah. game would be poker. But uh, yeah, games and your boys. Doesn't get much better. Yeah, a lot of a lot of beers, rock music. The the room was always so cloudy, Mike. I'm not sure why, but you know, the room was always cloudy when we're playing dominoes. Good I know time. why on that one. I don't do the coke, but that one I do <laughs> all the time. Yes, sir. Constantly. Currently. Right, <laughs> Anytime I go like this. No, I'm just <laughs> every day. Yeah. <laughs> it's right here. All right. <laughs> What's number four on your list, Mike? Grilled cheese sandwich and tomato soup. I mean, it's, it's easy. Oh, you dip it. Okay. And I get that at Disneyland all the time at the Jolly Holiday. They have a really good one. Um, I thought about like the, the uh, God, I'm so white. I'm going to say it so wrong. The birria with the, with the consomme. Birria. But I say it's so yes. white. And uh, and it's you know the the grilled cheese tomato is more known to everyone, so I went with that grilled cheese and uh, tomato soup. Dip it; it's delicious. I love it. 
Oh, I'm three, hey, before right? Before we go to number three, was this hard? Was it? Yeah, but I was going to ask you, uh, was this one hard for you to like get down to five? It was hard for me to pick because if it was like food duos, I have five. But just straight duos, I I was trying to find a way to make it not all food. So I got one beverage, I got one food, and then we're going to go from there now. One beverage and one food to start it off. And now we're getting into Mando and Grogu. Number three. Yes. Which, that's from the Mandalorian. People that don't know, Grogu is Baby Yoda. That combo Mm -hmm. is elite. It could have went one. I put a couple others one out of longer-term respect. Mandu and Grogu are more new. Yes, sir. Okay, let's see here. Uh, Prescott, sirs, you flatter the humble patron of your exquisite content. You guys just name the date and the time, and I'll be sure not to be there or 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 to be there late okay yeah matt for sure you know i'll i'll keep in touch man you know that okay number three on my list mike my dog and long car rides there's nothing more man my dog loves car rides so it's always nice uh, you know a nice evening right before the sun's about to set pop in the car roll the windows down put put on some music and i'll just you know every now and again i'll look over and i'll just see him just having the time of his life, just wind blowing through his thick, full beard. No, not a care in the world. It's like you can just see how free he is, man. And that's that's a good feeling to see that. It's funny because Mitchell had a list more. I was doing more classic combos, and Mitchell was like, yeah. "Well, Mike and Di- Mike and Disneyland," you know. And I was like, "Well, yeah, Dude, I know yes. that. I think it's more classic combos for for um, you know listeners and stuff." But you went more Mitchell's way of like personalizing it, and um, I like it because there's nothing better than chilling with. We have six kittens right now. I mean, like born four days ago. So uh, six oh, dogs, wow. six kittens. It's gonna be interesting. Like I told my boy Prescott one time, I said, "Man, I I love kittens, but I hate cats." Yeah. We don't we don't let them in the house and stuff because we have too many dogs, but they'll be cute while they're kittens yeah. and everything. And then once they get too old, I'll be like, somebody else take them. I kind of want a cat. I'm not gonna lie. I'll ship one to you. I'll box it up, ship it out. <laughs> I would never. Do that. <laughs> Sounds good, sir. All right, Mike. Here we are, number two on my list: Sundays and Cowboys football. Great one. Another one Mitchell put. Mitchell put. Mitchell literally put that one. Sundays in Cowboys football or Cowboys in NFL. That was one of his. Yes. It would have been funny. Me and you would have had a real similar list if I would have followed uh, Mitchell's instructions on the uh, on the combos. Mitchell's. It can't can't get any better than that. Yeah. Cowboys Sundays football is what it's all about. Yes, sir. All right, Mike. What's number two on your list? Number two on my list, Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore. Just classic oh, movie. Oh, that's a good one. I, uh-huh. I That's the first thing I thought of, honestly, when I thought duos. 51st Dates, Wedding Singer, my all-time favorite. I love Blended. You put those two together, they just make great movies. They're, they're so good together. Yeah, those two, they definitely could easily be number one, but, you know, I got to keep number one more towards my, you know, thing. But they make it number two. All right, so what, what's your favorite Drew Barrymore, Adam Sandler film? Is it Wedding Singer? Wedding Singer. Classic, dude. Just, it's so, so brilliant. So it's, good, dude. It's John Lovett's <laughs> little, and I'm reaping all the, love stinks. What idiot told this guy to come back already? I don't know the guy. <laughs> it, it's brilliant. I it, just every her name's gonna be Julia Gulia. Like it's a it's an all timer. I love that movie. It's my favorite. But the other two are like ten out of ten too. It's basically true because I want blended's on right now on like the Showtimes, and I watch it almost every time it's on. It's so funny. 
And so, yeah, I, I, I just love their movies. I hope they do another 10. All right, Mike, tell me if you get this reference from Prescott here, because I don't. Bargs and Maker's Mark, Will Ferrell voice. You guys don't even know. Y'all don't even know. Oh, I guess that's, is that Wedding uh, Crashers? No. Uh, oh, is that where he's talking to his, no, that's from, uh, uh, is that from Talladega Nights? I don't remember what it's from. We'll have so. to ask him. Because I remember, you know, when he, when they, and wedding crashers, when they go to meet Will, Will Ferrell and he's kicking the air and he's talking about mom's meatloaf and everything. That's the only thing I could think yeah. of. Yeah. Maybe it was from that. Yeah. Damn. I need to watch those. I love Will Ferrell too. I'm going to be mad when I realize what it's, but it might be from that. You might be right. All right, Mike, here we are. Number one on your list. On my list. Everybody should know this already. Come on. Mickey and Minnie Mouse. That's, oh, look at behind me. that's a good one, sir. Look it. I mean, look at the shirt. Yeah. What are we what are we doing? Hell, look at the shorts. The shorts are Mickey. Look at the socks. The socks are Haunted Mansion. Haunted Mansion. I'm all Disney. I can't that's what I do. Mickey and Minnie whenever, has to be one. Whenever, whenever I think about Disneyland or Disney World, my mind immediately goes, "Oh, Mike, Mr. Disneyland." That's why so I, I thought you might say, "Me in Disneyland." I I am very jealous, and my friends are there. I think they came home today. They were there this week, but I was paying for the trip in September. I was fronting people to pay for their tickets and some early entry stuff to Universal for a day. And so I just didn't know if I'd have enough money. So I told him I wasn't going to go. Biggest regret, dude. I regret it so much that I did not figure a way to go. I could have figured it out. Damn it. So now we're ready for uh, September 25th. I'll be headed back out there. Yeah, well, now, you, hey, now you'll just have more, more money for your September trip. Yes, I got to save some. It's get it's this on by Friday. Right. I'll have a bunch saved and I'll be happy. Yes, sir. All right, Mike, number one on my list of my favorite combinations, duos, my wife and my son, sir. Boo. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> of course. <laughs> if you if you made me guess the uh, the combos, I, uh, I would have said mine, Disneyland, and yours, the wife and the boy. Or I, I, I might have yeah. said you and your son, actually. You know? Uh, mm. So that's tough. You threw the wife in there. You're you're good. You did well. Let them listen to this. They'll, they'll I, like that. I mean, I can't imagine not that the wife listens to the pot anyway, but if I was like my son and my dog or me and my son, you know, she wasn't included in any of them. <laughs> Might have been a long, a long discussion. You want to you want to really get shit on? Put them fifth. Yeah, fifth. My wife, and my kid. Oh, <laughs> The throwaway one. Right. And then you're like, Domino's and After- my boys. <laughs> Fried chicken, baby. Love that more than my yeah. wife and son. <laughs> fried chicken's Uh-oh, good. Here's, here's, fried fried chicken. uh, let's see, Matt here. Sir, you better watch your mouth before I reach through the screen and smack your head with this here Willie Tap 35 piece. My, how, how, many, how much Domino's have you played, Mike? Uh, it's been a minute. I used to play a lot, but it's been a while. It's been a while since I played poker. It's been a while since I played dominoes. It's been a while since I played chess, like, or chess, chess. I played chess. Mm -hmm. Been a while since I played chess. (laughs) Um, so yeah, it's been a minute, man. I I haven't, I haven't, you know, when I, if I do hang out with friends, we're normally having a few drinks and watching the fight or, doing karaoke and stuff and nobody there's typically too many to like yeah. sit down and too much going on you know i hear you i have man i have so many good memories just sitting around that round table at our apartment and drinking chilling slamming bones dude a lot of good laughs man ours was pool we had the pool table that's and air hockey but the pool table is like the main one 
that people would would we yeah. drink and play pool. Yes, sir. Well, Mike, man, it was it was nice. I, I was thinking, I was looking, I kept looking at the clock. It's like, man, we're gonna go over, we're gonna go under an hour again. But of course, not when it's you and I. We we tend to elaborate a bit. So close. We almost got there. I tried cutting myself off a few times to get there, but I'll take it. Hour and five, hour and six by the Don't time we're out. That. Not bad. And we didn't even get to do Meatless Monday today. No, actually, I had a grilled cheese sandwich and some chips. No, oh, there you go. I was too tired. Well, man, as always, Michael. <laughs> yeah, it's not even after a Cowboys loss, just tired. Yeah. Uh, all right. Happened? Well, uh, Mike, man, it, it was. All right. It, it was nice that it was just uh, the two of us again, man. It's been a while. I always enjoy our conversations. It was great, man. It's it's nice to be back. Football's back soon. We're back to the regular format, and it's time to go. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, Mike, before we get you out of here, remind the people that can find you on Twitter. Letter C, letter D, Piglet. Nice and easy, guys. Guys, I'm Paul Ryan. You can find me on Twitter at Paul underscore Ryan 15. We appreciate you joining us, and we'll see you guys next week.